You're listening to The Hot Tag with the real tag team champs, Matty Ice and Axel the Axeman, where we talk everything wrestling. Welcome back to Hot Tag with the tag team champs, the Beer City Boys. The big episode, well, sort of big episode, 4040. 40. That's almost how old I am, right? Shh, don't tell them that. Oh. You're only like right. 25. <laughs> I'm only 25. 23. Yeah. yeah. But, uh, yeah. Big episode this week, right? A lot of stuff happened. Yeah, a lot of stuff. Um, big changes. So, interesting stuff here. So. Yeah. All right. Well, um, where do you want to start? Um... You know what? I don't really even know. I mean, um, I, we could probably start uh, uh, with uh, maybe Money in the Bank. I don't know. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Start with a little Money in the Bank. Yeah. And then uh, um, we'll work our way forward. Yeah. We'll just touch on some big things on Money in the Bank. Um it, not really many titles changed hands except for uh, the Usos gaining the tag titles. So, um, can't remember when that was. I think that was on the pre-card show or something, I think. Okay. Um, but uh, uh, other big news is uh, Rhea Ripley dropped the title to Charlotte. So, and, Charlotte... And- Became the champion. And then uh, Nikki Cross cashed in and took the belt from her. Yeah, Nikki Cross won, uh, or Nikki Ash, A-S-H. She's a superhero now or whatever. Oh, okay. Um, Yeah, I know you don't watch the product, but yeah, she's a superhero. Almost a superhero, I should say. And I'm sitting right by my air conditioner. Um... But uh, she won Money in the Bank, and then she cashed in on Monday Night Raw, actually. So um, at the end of Raw, I guess uh, I didn't really catch any wrestling really this week at all. It was just bits and pieces for me. Um, But uh, I guess she cashed in at the end of Raw, um, I think Rhea and... Um, Charlotte were having a rematch and then Charlotte ran away and then uh, Nikki Cross cashed in Money in the Bank. Somebody hit her with the title or something. Okay. Hmm. Um, well, I saw a tweet about it. That's how I knew that uh, she had gotten the, the belt from Charlotte. And I guess this is the third time Charlotte's been cashed in on. Okay. So I thought that was that was interesting. That so basically it made it seem like that they're protecting Rhea in a way. You know what I mean? They have her drop the drop the belt to Charlotte just for Charlotte to drop the belt to to uh, Nikki Cross or Nikki Ash or whatever. So. Yeah. That might be the case. Um, I don't know. 
it's just a weird thing. But yeah. um, uh, side note here is that my wife told me this morning that they took numbers off of Charlotte Flair's title reign, so they don't even count NXT as a title reign now, I guess, for her. Really? Interesting. That's what she was saying. She didn't forward me the the article that she read this morning. Um, She just told me that she read an article and saw that um, they took titles away from her 13 titles or whatever. So I don't know what that's all about, so... I don't know. We'll have to do more research and uh, get you guys that information out there. Yeah, that's interesting. I'll uh... unless you know more about it yourself, and you can tweet us the information, and we can uh, get our facts right before we start jabbing about something that we don't know about. <laughs> yeah. Well, right? well, maybe I'll have to reach out to our super source. Yeah, and get 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 the information. Reach out to your dad. Yeah. I talked to him yesterday, and he didn't say anything, so he must have to keep the hush-hush. So. Yeah. Well, other big news is that uh, Roman Reigns kept the, the title. Surprise, surprise. Um, but uh, at the end of Money in the Bank, whose music hit? John Cena's music. So John Cena is back in the WWE for... People that don't already know. Nice. Um, now I I know you're not a big John Cena guy, but I kind of am glad. I'm, you know, I grew up a a John Cena fan. You know, when he was really popular. You know that. Yeah, you I were was, part of the C Nation. Yeah, yeah. I'm sorry. Feel bad to say that, but hey, you know, just the same as uh when kids were growing up in the '80s, everybody was a Hogan fan. So, um, it's nice to see him get one last kind of run and hoorah in the, in the WWE. I kind of hated how they kind of kicked him off to the curb. You know what I mean? Yeah. So, um, yeah. So we'll, we'll see how this goes for him. Yeah. So I didn't see, um, the end of the SmackDown. Um, but I seen it came on earlier in the evening on SmackDown and was talking and talking about Roman Reigns and whatnot. And I guess Roman Reigns, or he challenged Roman Reigns uh, to a match at the SummerSlam. So and he was waiting for Roman's answer. So Roman so, didn't give him an answer right away. So I guess he got his answer later in the night. So, yeah, so what I've seen um, about that is that Roman denied Cena a title shot. Okay. And, and then I guess apparently um, Finn Balor is going to challenge him. I don't know if it's going to be a SummerSlam, but I know Finn Balor's kind of. Finn Balor's going to challenge who? Uh, Roman. Roman? From what I saw, yes. Okay, yeah. And Finn Balor came back. Right. On so, SmackDown, yeah. So what I think is going to kind of happen is that um, Cena's going to be kind of there in the background. And um, obviously, you know, Finn Balor's going to be right there, and they're going to insert Cena into, like, a triple threat match at uh, SummerSlam or whatever. Um, So then if they wanted to get the belt off Roman, they could 
because um, they could do like a triple threat where he never got pinned kind of thing um, and still keep him strong um, if they wanted to keep that character going. So that's kind of why I see that going. Could be so wrong. Finn, so Finn Balor is going to be the champion then? Um, because Cena's up to 16 title reigns and Flair is also at 16. So do they give Cena number 17? that's a hard one um i mean part of me wants to say yes because mcmahon wants his own creation to be better than rick flair even though that true wrestling fans would all know like oh yeah rick flair is the man rick flair was the guy um and I think Ric Flair only had one title reign in WWE. <laughs> right. That's what I was going to say next is that Ric Flair only held one major title in the WWE because he only came over in 92 and was only there for like what, like a year and a half? Something like that, yeah. And then the next time he came in was when WCW got bought out and he was in Evolution after that. And he, I don't know if he even held the intercontinental title because he was on raw the whole time, but I know he was tag team champ with like Batista and stuff. So, yeah. Um, so yeah, pretty much all of Flair's title reigns came either in the NWA or in WCW. So, um, I don't know. I don't know if they'll, um, it's hard because I'm, I'm on the fence about it. You know, I don't want Cena to do it because I, I like Ric Flair so much, and I want him to be the guy at the top of the mountain. But then at the same time, I want Cena to do it because, you know, I feel like Cena is one of those guys that um, I still have a lot of respect for, not only in the wrestling world, but outside where it's not like, you know, it's not like Hogan's coming back to get his 17th title. You know what I mean? It's... It's, right. um, it's Cena, so, I mean, if anybody deserves to beat Flair, I think it's him, but. Yeah. So. So, but sticking on this title reign thing here for a second, like, I mean, there's a lot of speculation, like, with the, the world title and whatnot, um, and the WWE just being, like, a brand title. Um, so what's your partake on that? Do you think that like, even if they gave Cena 17, it's not really like a legit flair run. So in my opinion, um, I would only count Cena still at, 16 personally if he wins because to me the universal title is um even though that's one of their main belts i've never really liked the universal title um you know cena was mostly wwe champ and then he was world champ like with the big gold belt like two or three times maybe that i can remember so yeah. the so those I count and the re I I get what you're saying about the, the the brand belt but you know that was basically um 
I kind of count it because it's like a, a, a large recognized brand. You know, like if, um, you know, NWA was a national thing, so I see how they count that for flair. Yep. But then um, the NWA belt was still around when the big gold, when WCW had that big gold belt. Yep. So that's where a lot of Flair's numbers come from, too. So then you could, if you made that argument, you could say the same thing about Flair. Like, oh, well, he only won the NWA belt nine times, and then he was WCW champ, you know, the other seven times. You know what I'm saying? Um, yeah, that's a good point. So where I see it is, like, uh, like a large recognized brand. You know, like if... Um, you know, um, when it comes to, so I would consider like the WWE title a large recognized brand. I would consider, you know, WCW a large recognized brand. Um, New Japan, obviously. I don't know if I would count AEW yet just because they haven't been around very long. But mm-hmm. if they, you know, stick around for 20 plus years, then I think I would. St- start counting um AEW belt unless Tony Khan comes out and says this is just the AEW champion um which I could see him doing now that the forbidden door kind of things open um you know the the same thing with um with um with TNA TNA never they had the NWA title for a while but then after that they were they were the TNA heavyweight champs, you know, and now it's Impact heavyweight title. So it's Impact's kind of saying like, yeah, they're not, they're not world champ kind of thing. But then, you know, ROH is the ROH world heavyweight champion. Um, and some of that to me seems more like, um, oh, they're our champion, but we can challenge around the world kind of thing. Um, yeah. I don't know, it's a hard line, and, and wrestling's weird when it comes to that, but I personally, to get back on point, I would not count the Universal title as number 17. Okay. All right, so you could go either way with, uh, with the uh, title switch. Yeah. Julia the Gulia is uh, yelling at me and talking to me. Hi, Julia. Are you saying hi to the podcast world? Yep. Julia's going to get ready to have some breakfast here this morning. Looks like she's going to have some yogurt. That sounds pretty good. Yep. In the squeezable pouch things. Gogurts. Nice. Gogurts. So, so yeah, sorry. uh, We were talking about... uh, we could go either way with the, the title defense then. Yeah. If somebody else won, whether it be Baylor or um, Cena. Right. So, yeah. Um, Julia. Do you have any uh, more WWE stuff or should we switch gears? More WWE stuff. Um, I don't think so. Okay. Not at the moment. 
Well, since we pre-recorded last week, we can stay on older topics and work our way this way. Um, so, um, Slammiversary was a couple weekends ago. Yep. And um, nothing too major happened as in terms of um, title changes or anything. Um, everybody pretty much kept their title except the Good Brothers beat uh, Finn and Juice to regain their Impact Tag titles. So they're champs again. But um, Kenny Omega beat Sammy Callahan. And then who was to come out? But the Switchblade, Jay White. Switchblade, Jay White. Um, I was a little shocked by him showing up on Impact. But... um, I've been really paying attention to that because I really like Jay White, and I think he's a solid performer. He came out. Then Kenny came out and the Good Brothers and all them, and Jay White cut a promo, and he's been cutting promos on Impact lately. So Mm -hmm. he hasn't wrestled in Impact or anything. Um, And basically he's saying that – see – Don Callis and Kenny were trying to get him to join them. And they're not the Bullet Club, even though they're going around doing the two sweet and, you know, the Wolfpack ears and stuff like that. Right. They're considered the elite still. Yep. With the Bucks and stuff. Now, Jay White is, saying, is like kind of giving them flack, saying, like, you know, you're old Bullet Club. You're no, you know, nobody cares. I'm the... You know, because he's the leader of the Bullet Club right now. Mm-hmm. Um, and then he even called himself the real belt collector. And then I guess apparently this this upcoming week, so impacts on Thursday. So this upcoming Thursday, he put out an Jay White that is put out an invitation for Chris Bay. Um, he's an Impact wrestler, um, pretty good athlete and stuff to join him in the Bullet Club because they're going to wrestle the Good Brothers this Thursday. Okay. So if what I am kind of feeling, I think um, Kenny Omega might end up wrestling Jay White and taking that never open weight title from from, um, Jay White and I think they're going to speed up this storyline and try to get Nick Aldis involved uh, sooner rather than later because <clears throat> Hangman is on fire in AEW, and they mm-hmm. cannot slow that train down without hurting Ken- Hangman's character. Yeah. So they're going to have to speed stuff up or do something to um, to finish out this uh, belt collector storyline. Yeah. Um, but, um, the forbidden door is wide open. Um, and when I've been looking into things and stuff to try to find out more story for the podcast and stuff, I think there's two to three guys that you can really thank for this forbidden door stuff. Um, obviously, um, Tony Khan is a big one because he's willing to have his national brand of AEW work with Impact and put Impact people over and vice versa. 
Yep. He's he's willing and he's willing to work with New Japan with their stars and stuff like that and even work with all these independent wrestlers during the pandemic and stuff. So he's really the the, the catalyst. I think another guy is Don Callis. I know he had a lot of um pull and impact. He probably still does. They just said he's not there anymore because of story interests or whatever. Um and then I think another guy is um I don't know if you know who Rocky Romero is. But um, he's a a big-time guy in New Japan, as in terms of he not only wrestles in New Japan, but he also announces, and I think he does a lot of backstage stuff. Um, Okay. But as far as I know, I'm pretty sure he's pretty good friends with the Bucks and Kenny, and that's like his connection with – and he's friends with a bunch of people in ROH. So, like, that's New Japan's connection with – you know, us over here, the Western world in, in America, getting, you know, these wrestlers and pulling this stuff. And I I could be wrong, but I think he was a big, like, uh, component in doing that um, New Japan where they film over in, in California. Um, okay. So, you know, if that's true, especially with the pandemic, bringing those New Japan guys over and having them do that two-week quarantine to record for this United States, New Japan stuff. That's what's bringing those guys over. Jay White's doing that stuff. And he's in impact now. So without that, especially during this pandemic, a lot of this stuff isn't happening. Yeah. So hats off to those guys. um, Because the wrestling world is... I mean, I know we've been talking about it for months now, but wrestling world's on fire. Sure is. Sure is on fire. Um, so yeah, um, I guess other than that, I don't have any more impact stuff. Um, so I guess we can jump into AEW before we get into any more, uh, independent wrestling stuff. Okay. Yeah, let's do that. So, uh, okay. We got to catch up on, uh, the two fighter fests. So, uh. Where you want to start, Iceman? Um, well, we can just start from uh, uh, night one, I guess. So, okay. Um, anything that uh, you want to touch base on? Um, so obviously, we kind of talked about um, Hangman and the Dark Order kind of stepping up. They're gonna. Yep. Uh, um, so Hangman's on fire. Um, you know, cut a promo. Uh, Cody cut a promo on Aleister Black, so it seemed, or Malachi Black, so it seems like those two are going to have a feud. Yep. Um, that's pretty interesting. Um, let's see. A big match that I definitely wanted to talk about was that Tony Khan swerved us again. He's listening to the podcast. And um, we were right from the very beginning, Matty Ice. Uh, they kicked Brian Cage out of uh, Taz's group. Sure did. They sure did. An absolute Ricky Starks as the FTW champion. So do you think Brian Cage is going to go on a babyface run now like we had kind of talked about? I think so. I think okay. so. Um, and... Where he goes, 
from here, I'm sure he's probably going to feud with um, Taz's group um, for a while here, for a little bit, anyways. Where he goes from there, I'm not sure. Um, it all depends on where they go with uh, uh, title belts and whatnot, I guess. Because I could see him being some kind of champion, some kind of AEW-recognized champion. Yeah, so so do you think that when Rampage starts, which is like the 13th or 14th of August, um, which will be their second show, do you think they'll have a, a title belt over there? Do you think AEW is just going to kind of keep the belts they have? I know it's been rumored that they're going to have a, a trios champ. Um, or do you think they'll have like a... Because, I mean, Rampage is still going to be on TNT. So it won't be on TBS like um, Thunder was for WCW. So so what uh, do you think will happen there? Um, well, I mean, I could see them adding, like, one more title to the mix. Um, kind of like uh, back in the day where you had your world champion. Um, and then, like, the intercontinental U.S. title. And then I think the TNT title is more like a TV champion. Okay. That's how I kind of see it as. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, I could see them adding like a, like a upper mid to top tier title in that mix. So. Yeah. Cause I could Just, definitely, I could definitely see, you know, like Brian Cage kind of holding the belt like that. Um, cause I think that's like a good, um, like a good, uh, a way, you know, you give somebody a belt like that and it's like, eh, we, we don't know if you'd be good enough to hold the world title. We'll have you hold this for a while and see what kind of traction you gain before we, you know, give you the big belt. You know what I mean? Right. Um, so yeah, cause I mean, I, I could see Brian Cage being a, a world champ or a AEW champ. You know, but to me, he seems more of like a tr- transitional champ than like a, oh, I'm going to give you the title and you're going to carry it for 400 days kind of guy. Yeah. Um, I mean, you haven't really seen that many promos out of Brian Cage. Right. Um, so in the promos that you have seen out of Brian Cage, he's not really a, a big-time talk player in the game, so... No, he kind of lets his um, athleticism speak for for him in the ring. I feel like, yeah, he's kind of like a Brock Lesnar. Yeah, a little bit. Yeah. So if you find him like a good manager or something like that, yeah, come in and and manage him. I think it would probably be a good duo, but I think he would have to be a heel. Yeah, he'd have to be a heel champion. I mean, Brian Cage, from what I remember from seeing him in Lucha Underground, so he was mostly a bad guy. So, um, so this is going to be a little different for him. Um, be interesting to see uh, if this feud keeps going on, who they kind of pair him up with to go against Taz's guys. But I guess we'll see. Because I, I can't think of anybody off the top of my head who I'd really pair him with. Yeah. Um, right away. So. Yeah. 
you know, unless there's like a manager out there that, I, I guess you could say like Arn Anderson, uh, like that. I mean, that kind of thing could work with him, but not Arn Anderson, but somebody like that, somebody that's like mediocre that doesn't really get involved, you know. Um, yeah, what if they brought back like um, Jimmy Hart? <laughs> oh God, Jesus! No, I hate Jimmy Hart. He's so annoying. Um, you know, what if they brought back Kevin Sullivan? I could see Kevin Sullivan being with Brian Cage. Kevin Sullivan's pretty dark. So, so you think he's too dark for Brian Cage? Yeah. I think he would be a little too dark for Brian Cage. Okay. Hmm. Um. Yeah, I don't know who else I would put him with. I'm trying to think of those, like, old school 80 guys, you know, because AEW's done a really good job. Of, like, they brought back Tully, they brought back On, you know. Um. Yeah. Brought back to Arn. They brought back Sting. Yes, yeah, Sting's there. Taz is there. Um, uh, Jake the Snake. Yeah. So I'm trying to think of those like those guys from that era who would be good. I mean, it'd be cool to see Jeff Jarrett come back and be a manager, but I don't think he would mesh very well with Brian Cage. No, not at all. Um, if Jeff Jarrett would come back, I th- he would definitely be a heel guy. Yeah, yeah. Um, shoot. Yeah, I don't know who would... I mean, obviously he doesn't still look like this, but uh, Billy Graham, he, he was a big muscle guy. Brian Cage is a big muscle guy. I don't know if that would work out. Superstar Billy Graham? Yeah. Yeah, I don't know about him. Um, he's like, uh, I, I'm trying to think of a word that I want to describe him. Uh, we'll say he's very picky. Oh, really? Um, about the product okay. nowadays and he's always been pretty picky especially with this change with the smaller guys um, he whined and cried when Kofi Kingston was champion like Seth Rollins all these smaller guys he was like well that's not a champion you gotta be like 300 pounds and solid muscle to be champion you gotta be a body guy to be a world champion yeah, well, but he was a body guy, so. Yeah. What if they brought back Bret Hart, made Bret Hart a bad guy again for Brian Cage? Hmm. That would be interesting. That would be really interesting. Could definitely see that kind of mixing. 
Yeah, and then Bret Hart's role is he's making Brian Cage more of a powerhouse technical guy. So then Brian Cage stops doing those top rope moonsault shit. And and Taz is a pretty technical guy too, so then that would help, you know, with that kind of thing. I mean, Brian Cage is a good guy right now, so Bret Hart is a, have basically always been a good guy. So, I mean, might work right now, so. Yeah. Um... And, and then you put the the, the varsity blondes with them because that's you know kind of connection there. Yeah, I was just supposed to say that. Like you put, um, Bret Hart. You got to have him hook up with varsity blondes. I think. Right. And then what about uh, Davy Boy Smith? I mean, well, we haven't really heard anything on him. Actually, that's not true. It's not true. Okay. I'm, I'm sorry to break your heart, but he signed with the WWE. Oh, really? Yeah. Yeah, I was going to bring that up later in the episode, but yeah, he signed with WWE in like uh, late May, early June, and he, he he's had a dark match or two, so. Hmm. So, yeah, so <clears throat> they all left Teddy Hart high and dry. That's probably a good thing. Yeah, um, I think I think he's Teddy Hart's a black sheep, you know. I think he's finally fallen off the deep end. Um, I remember a couple months ago, I told you he'd gotten kicked out of a, a wrestling show. So um, unless he gets his shit together and Court Bauer brings him back to MLW, I don't know if anything's gonna you're ever gonna hear Teddy Hart ever again within the wrestling world. That is. Which is a tragedy. Well, he did it to himself. That's true. That's very true. Um, he did it to himself. So, to get back on Fighter Fest, um, we can finish out part one. Let's see what else happened. Um, <clears throat> oh, um, Proud and Powerful threatened Tully. So it looks like they're going to lead to a match with FTR. I think they wrestled night two, right? Yes. Or they're going to wrestle at Fight for the Fallen. I can't remember. But, um, and then basically nothing else really happened. Um, Sammy Guevara wrestled a, a nice match against uh, Wheeler Yuta. And I don't know if anybody's ever heard of Wheeler Yuta. He's starting to gain a lot of traction in the independents. Um, and he was actually trained by the best friends, so that's his kind of connection in the AEW. Okay. Um, and when I mean best friends, I mean, uh, Trent and Chucky T. So, um, so yeah, so that's kind of his in there. Um, obviously Sammy Guevara went over, but it was a pretty good match, I thought. And then, um... In the night, it was the the coffin match. Um, did you watch that? I did. What did you think? Um, it was okay. Um, I don't think it was anything spectacular. Um, I think that um. Uh, I don't know. 
probably could have been done a little better, I think, maybe, in my opinion. Yeah. Um, I don't know if you caught any of the highlights. I, I watched the whole match. I, you watched I mean, the whole match? Yeah, I wanted to watch that one for sure. Um, <clears throat> I was interested to see how they were going to do it. Um, and I agree with you. I mean, it was an okay match. Um, nothing spectacular. Um, definitely not as good as that first casket match with, with uh, Shawn Michaels and The Undertaker. Um, that's a classic. Um, but I, it sometimes it's hard for me to watch Darby Allen wrestle because he just lets other wrestlers do whatever to him. And that spot where um, where Ethan Page slammed him on those steel steps, yeah, um, like that just has to kill your back. Um, I mean, I know other people have done it, but it just looked a lot more rough. Um, Everything he does looks really rough. So he is either very good at making things look a lot more painful and stiff than other people, or he is just out there saying, uh, just throw me into the steel steps, I'll run into him knees first, or, you know, I'll dive out to the, ro- to the you know, edge and you move, and I'll just run face first into the steel barricade, or throw me down on these steps, and just, and then he did that coffin drop with Ethan Page in the coffin at the end. Like, yeah. I don't know if he has a death wish or if well, he's well, I don't you, know. You kind of seen like what that material was made out of like Yeah, I know it was thin like super thinner thin wood, but still. I didn't even know if that was quarter inch plywood. <laughs> it almost looked like like uh yeah, like a thin sheet, yeah. Almost like those cardboard doors in a way, you know what I mean where it's Yeah. <clears throat> but still, I mean it still had to hurt. Yeah, for sure. I mean, even if the it doesn't hurt going through, when you land, you're going to jar yourself a little. So, um, yeah, I just... But, yeah, other than that, I mean, the match was just okay to me. I mean, it is what it is. I mean, it was. it's cool to see those gimmick matches, so... Right. Um, but, yeah. Um, so, night two. How much of night two did you watch? Oh, I got through very, very little. Um, unfortunately for me, on when I watched it, I watched it uh, Friday as we were recording this Sunday here. Um, this morning when this episode releases, uh, this afternoon. Um, I was a little dehydrated, so I wasn't feeling the greatest. So um, I got home from work and kind of chilled out for a little bit, had some some pizza rolls for dinner and turned on fighter fest and was watching that and was just kind of laying on the couch and I fell asleep. But, uh, I feel better now for people that are concerned about my, my well (laughs) being. Um, but, uh, uh, I watched Jericho's match. Um, and that was against Sean Spears and, Jericho took some stuff from Sean Spears. Um, and those chair shots, man, they're going back to that 
chair shot to the head game. Ah, I don't know about that stuff, but yeah, it is what it is. I mean, obviously there's got to be some some trust because I mean Sammy's been been getting a hit in the head with the steel chair too, and uh, they must trust Sean Spears a lot. I mean, when Cody got blasted with the steel chair. Um, Sammy Guevara's getting blasted in the head with a steel chair, and now Jericho being 50. He's getting blasted in the steel in the head with a steel chair, too. So, I don't know. They must, yeah. uh, <laughs> they must trust him. I, gu- I guess swing. so. I guess so. Um, but, uh, yeah, I mean, obviously Jericho went over. Um, he put the... Uh, the Judas effect on, on, um, uh, Sean Spears hit him with the Judas effect after Sean Spears hit him in the head with a steel chair and, uh, uh, hit him with the, uh, Death Valley driver. Hmm. Okay. So, yeah. And then, um, did you see who came out afterwards, who the, the next challenger for Jericho is? Yeah, Nick Gage. Oh, my gosh. So, that, uh, I mean, I don't really know a whole lot about Nick Gage. I know that he's a hardcore guy. Um, he's Hard, 40. Hardcore guy, more like deathmatch guy. Deathmatch guy, oh, yeah. Oh, my gosh. Um. Interesting side note, uh, real quick, is that uh, 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 he just lost to uh, Matt Cardona in a bloodbath, I guess. Yeah, yeah, last night. Yep. Yeah, I don't yeah. know if you caught anything on that. I uh, I saw a couple tweets that Matt Cardona had beat him for the GCW title. It was like a shock. I don't think anybody expected Nick Gage to lose. Yeah. But I, I saw some pictures, and Matt Cardona looks like somebody dumped a big bucket of red paint on him Ugh. it looked i didn't i'm not gonna watch the match um that's not my style uh i know it's not your style either but uh yeah it it did it, it, it looked like it was bad so um bad is in like really rough so yeah i don't know what kind of match nick gage is gonna have with jericho um, obviously it's not going to be that rough because they're going to be on TV, but yeah, it's maybe this is like Jericho's like last to raw kind of thing. Maybe he's going to retire. I don't know. Well, Jericho is going on tour with his band here. Okay. Actually, I think he is on tour with his band. Okay. Cause he's supposed to be coming to Wisconsin. Yeah. We didn't get our tickets. Sorry. Uh, well. We can't sing Judas. <laughs> yeah, um, so. Uh, but, yeah, I think, uh, I mean, I would love to see him get his hands on MJF and just um, go over on MJF, not MJF go over on him. Um, right. I know MJF has got some. Got some heat, but like, as I said too, um, I think you said it, is that uh, MJF is okay. I mean, he's good on the mic, but 
you know, I don't – when he goes up against Jericho, Mike for Mike, I think Jericho trumps him. Yeah. I honestly do. And you know what? Um, I would love to see The Miz and MJF go at it on the mic. Because I, I think, think the, the Miz, Miz would do the same thing. Yeah, I was going to say that, yeah. The Miz is a great talker, I mean. Oh, excellent. Mike Mazanin, I mean, he's just phenomenal. I mean, the guy, I mean, he got bashed for being um, on, what was it, the Road World or whatever? the Real World, yeah. Real World. But he was a wrestler before that show even came out. Right. He went to wrestling school and was training to become a wrestler. So, like, he wanted to be a wrestler. Right. There's no doubt that he wanted to be a wrestler. And you know what? Out of everybody that went through that NXT or whatever, um, tough enough, like, he's the guy. Yeah, exactly. I don't think any of them are around anymore that went through that. No. He's, like, the only guy that's still really around. Yeah. And he's the only guy that really made a main name for himself. I mean, those other people just kind of came and went. So yeah, and I think maybe I think the Miz would still be a star. Like he's that good at talking that he can make himself a star outside of the WWE. Yeah, you know it would it would be interesting if like you could go back in time and not have that show and see where the Miz would be like. Um, I guess. Replay it into like nowadays, like within the past like couple of years. You know what I mean? Yeah. With the popularity of social media and YouTube and all these independent promotions and people becoming stars, like where would the Miz be? Right. Yeah, I'm sure. I'm sure. Like we just said, that the Miz would probably be right up there with everybody else. Yeah, for sure. So. So, um, I don't know. I didn't see Britt Baker's match. Well, did you hear what happened to her? No. She broke her wrist. Oh, you gotta be kidding me. Yeah. Um, but, um, I've seen pictures of her. She's in a cast. Apparently she's not gonna take time off. She's gonna keep wrestling. Oh, really? Um, cause the same thing kind of happened to Adam Cole towards the end of his, NXT run, he, I don't know his wrist, but he definitely sprained it or messed it up. He was in kind of like a, kind of a, a brace deal there at the end of his NXT title run. Um, I guess that's Brick Baker's choice to wrestle um, with a broken wrist or whatnot, but I'm going to go on a little bit of a rant. Stop putting Nyla Rose in these matches with these high-profile people. She's hurt Britt Baker twice now. She She's hurt other people. She is too rough. She is hurting people, and I am not about that. I get that you're trying... I get that you're trying to make it look more realistic and rough, but you are hurting people, and that is not okay. I didn't watch the match, so I don't know what the spot was, but 
she That's they got a thing. I'm gonna have to I'm gonna have to watch that now. Yeah, I was gonna make sure I watched that today to see if I could find the spot. But it's just like it seems like that she's not on a good path with people getting injured in matches that she happens to be in. And is that a coincidence? I don't know, maybe, but Yeah, I yeah, I'm just not happy with that, I guess. Well, I mean, you could say that. I mean, Nia, Nia Jax is yeah, I think like she's kind of like that too. The same size, but I don't know if she's easier or what. Because you had, um, what's her name? Uh, my girlfriend. Uh, Alexa Bliss uh, wrestled her a bunch of times. So, and Alexa Bliss is five feet, a hundred pounds. <laughs> right. So, I don't know. Um, but yeah, I mean, other than that, I didn't see anything that stuck out from night two. Um, I mean, unless you did that you want to talk about. Um, I was going to say we're we're starting to run low on our recording time, so we may have to restart it to get the last little bit out. Because we have, I think we have a decent amount of stuff to still talk about. Okay. So, so yeah, let's uh, take a quick commercial break and get a word from our sponsor. Our sponsor this week is... What's our sponsor this week, X? Um... I think a pile driver pizza again. Pile driver pizza. Yeah, I think they reached out. I think they said that uh, from our first commercial, they had sales go up a little bit, so they want to get us another commercial. So, okay, well, let's uh, let's take a quick break and hear from our pile driver pizza sponsor, and we'll be back with you in a minute. Hey, Maddie Ice, I'm kind of hungry. Yeah, you know what? So am I. Let's go get us a pizza or something and order a pizza in. No. Why would we order a pizza when we could have pile driver pizza? Comes in four awesome varieties. Pepperoni, sausage and pepperoni, four cheese, and supreme. Ooh, sounds delish. Give me a supreme. Alright, let's go down to the store. And if you guys are hungry too, you can get them in a store near you. And we're back. Man, that, that pizza was good, wasn't it? Yeah, that ad always makes me hungry. Yeah. yeah. So, um, I'm looking through my notes, and the only other thing that I really wanted to touch base on for uh, night two of Fighter Fest was Lance Archer beat John Moxley for the IWGP United States title. Yeah. Yeah, he did, um, which re- really wasn't a shock to me, I guess, um, since John Maxley just had the, did did he have the baby yet? Yeah, Renee had the baby, yeah, a couple weeks ago. Okay, so, yeah, I'm sure he probably's looking to maybe do a little home time, maybe? Yeah, I'd say a- at least a little bit where he can wrestle a little bit and then go home a couple weeks, you know what I mean? Yeah. So I know I would, I mean. (laughs) 
I mean, uh, I know I know that their AEW schedule is pretty light. I mean, you know, they're only coming in on like a Tuesday wherever they go, and then they leave like early win or late Wednesday, early Thursday. I mean, I, I know that's still a little bit of time away from home, but um, you know, the new baby, you know, you'd want to be home a little bit more than that, but yeah, I know that. Uh, I don't know. I always enjoy my time with my kids, so. Right. Um, so, I was thinking about this, and you and I have been kind of talking about this. Rumor has it that um, Daniel Bryan, or now I guess Bryan Danielson, has signed with AEW. They have, yeah. I haven't seen anything official yet. Um, but then there's also rumblings that CM Punk has been in talks with them too. Now, yep. you don't think that the way they're going to introduce these guys is um, is the, the the trials of Jericho, do you? MJF is going to introduce them to wrestle Chris Jericho? I don't think so. I think I think if CM Punk comes back, He's coming back in Chicago, so they got a, a show coming up in Chicago, right? They got three shows. They got Dynamite on Wednesday, uh, Rampage on Friday, and then the pay-per-view on, like, Saturday or Sunday. It's, like, all out or whatever. Yeah. Or all in or whatever. This I don't remember what – which I can't remember which one it is. It's One of those. Yeah. It, it, it's confusing. Some of their stuff is pretty close. Um I think it's all out. Um, so, yeah. So so that's what I see. I see if CM Punk's coming back, he's coming back in Chicago. And that crowd is going to go nuts. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, for sure. I mean, the Bucks just won the NBA championship here in Milwaukee. Um, and we had over 30,000 people. Um in line for the Bucks parade or whatever in Milwaukee. I mean, they had over 65,000 people there the night they won the championship. Right. Outside. Outside. That wasn't even counting the people in the arena. Right. So, um, yeah. Oh, I didn't even think about that. I didn't even think about them getting punk and waiting till the beginning of September to introduce him to that Chicago crowd. So, which is a huge disappointment because we're going to go see it before they come into town. Yeah, but, hey, maybe there'll be, like, little teasers or something the whole time through. Maybe. You know, kind of like how they did with um, when Chris Jericho first came over to the WWE. Yeah. You know, I could yeah, see. Yeah, Countdown. Yeah, I could see that. That would be cool. That would be cool. Um, so, yeah. Um, I don't know. I, I, I'd i like to see both those guys come through. It'd be nice to see Brian Danielson come in. Um, it seems like Tony Khan's done a really good job of bringing in... Uh, I know we talked about this earlier, but bringing in older guys to help that next generation. Yeah. So, um, yeah, that'll be interesting. Um a little side note, I know we talked about Teddy Hart, not seeing him wrestle again, but um, 
I don't know if you saw this, but apparently there's this wrestling promotion called SFW. Or, excuse me, I read that backwards. SWF. Um, I think they're, like, around the Jersey area. Okay. But they had announced that Velveteen Dream was going to be there. Oh. And then 15 minutes after they announced it, they took it off and canceled. Hmm. So, I don't think Velveteen Dream's ever going to wrestle again either. I think he got in some big trouble um, behind the scenes kind of deal. And I don't think he, we're ever going to see him wrestle again. No? I don't think so. I don't think so. You know, that's a shame. Um, I know that you probably weren't a big fan of uh, Velveteen Dream, but... Um, I actually enjoyed his work. I thought he was, um, he was decent. So, I think he put on some good matches. And, um, that's it. I think it's just a shame. Yeah. Um, so, what do you think about Chavo Guerrero? coming out and aligning himself with uh, Andrade. Did you see that? Um, I did not see that, but aligning himself with Andrade, I mean, that makes sense. And then Andrade was asking about the death triangle. Do you think he's going to try to get Penta and Phoenix, and then he's going to do like a, almost like a LWO kind of thing? Remember how... um, how um, Conan had the Latino world order. Yeah. Do you think they're going to try to do something kind of like that? Um, I don't know. I'm not sure. I am uh, not sure. I think that would be interesting. I'm kind of interested to see how that's going to go with Andrade and stuff. Yeah. You know, AEW is getting more and more talent, and I think they're going to, I don't even know, I don't know if they're going to have, um, enough TV time for all these guys that they're bringing in, you know what I mean? Well, maybe that's what they're going with with this second show. Maybe. Because, I mean, unless they're just, unless everybody's okay with, like, okay, well, I'm going to pay you this much money, right? Mm-hmm. And then, um, uh, only use you, like, every other week sort of thing, you know, so that way they can get everybody on. Well, because I mean, they they do have on. I mean, Sammy Guevara wrestles like every couple weeks. Yeah. So, like, he's not wrestling every week. He might be on TV, but he's not wrestling every week. So, I think that's. I think. As much as I don't want to say this, I think that the faction for the factions. Is allowing people to be on TV and not wrestle. 
Right, I see what you're still saying. Have, and still have that camera time. Well, the way I look at it is that um, with all this talent and top talent, um, and then you got two shows and then you got two YouTube shows for the younger guys because they're still you know, figuring out where the camera is. They're still getting ring time. They're still getting time to, to cut promos and do this and tell a story with the younger guys. But then with the more established guys, if you've got somebody breathing down your neck who's got a good story building and then your story starts to fall apart, they can go to the next guy and it makes you better. It makes you step up your game. Right. It makes, you know what I mean? Because there's the next guy in line. So if there's somebody always breathing down your neck, you got to step up your game or you're not going to be on TV. Right. So that's how I kind of see it. Yeah. That's a that's a good point there. So um little uh quick side note. Um our battle riot this year. Hammerstone, the hammer. So he's going to be able to challenge uh for the uh, MLW World Champ, he's going to be able to challenge Fatu now since he won the Battle Riot. So Fatu's had that belt for a while. I mean, where are they going? Like, like 700 plus days. Yeah, where are they going with that? I don't know. I hope Hammerstone beats him, though. You like Hammerstone a lot. He's that, he's my that boy. Is, that is your guy. Yeah. That is your guy. The yeah, I'd like... He's your guy. I'd like to see him uh, get some, some good major TV time. I'd like to see him come over to MLW, or over to AEW, so... Yeah? I mean, I know he signed a, a long-term deal with MLW, and he said he plans on being there for a bit, but... I'd really like to see him come over and get some time, so... And destroy MJF. Oh, that'd be sweet. I know they're... they're they used to be together, but... Um, but, yeah. Uh, Hammerstone's a good guy now, so... He, um... He's rolling through MLW pretty quick, so... Um... So, yeah. Oh, um... Richard Holiday got kicked out, right? <laughs> yeah, if only, right? No, I don't even know what he's doing. I haven't seen him on there. So, um, pretty much once MJF left, uh, Richard Holiday hasn't been really featured all that much. He's wrestling Savio Vega all the time. Oh, really? For the Caribbean title. No, probably. <laughs> Jeez, at least. Over and over and over again. Um. But no, uh, Thunder Rosa signed with AEW. Yeah, I saw that. So I saw that. So that's that's cool. Um, and, and NWA was pretty cool about it. I guess they they finished out her contract so that she could go over there and stuff. And they were cool about her going over there. So it was a good class act by uh, Billy Corgan to uh, let her do what she kind of wants to do. So yeah. 
Yeah, it was. Um, I think uh, I think Thunder Rosa is a good thing for AEW. Um, Jeez, I just I just wish we would get more angling with uh, with all these promotions. I mean, there's so many people that like are really good in NWA that I would love to see on um, AEW. You know. Um, not saying that NWA is bad, but like, there's just a lot of, a lot of anger mingling that I would like to see. So, Hey, well, we might get there. You never know. Like, I would like to see Camille, like wrestle Britt Baker. Maybe. Yeah, that'd be I cool. I know that we haven't really seen Camille that much, but, um, I, I don't know. It'd be like a champion versus champion thing. Yeah, that'd kind be a good match. Yeah, yeah, I think that would be be interesting, and I think that would probably be a little more um, less uh, less violent than wrestling Nia Nyla Rose. <laughs> yeah, it would probably it would probably be easier on her for sure. <laughs> yeah, um, and I was thinking that she was going to be in that that NWA Women's Pay Per View, but now that she uh, broke her wrist. I think Tony Khan is going to kind of limit some of the stuff she does. Yeah. So, um, but I got a little uh, funny haha side note. When I was on Twitter, I happened to see that uh, Paps Blue Ribbon says that they signed with AEW. <laughs> really? Yeah, they tweeted they tweeted that out. So. So maybe uh, when we, when they come to Milwaukee, we'll get a lot of PBR at the show. Okay. So, I don't know. I just thought that was funny. I have a PBR every now and then. So Yeah, they're good for you. They could be. They could be. So, um, other than that, I don't really have anything else unless you do. Um, yeah, I mean, I, I don't think I really have anything. I'm sure I'm probably missing a bunch of stuff. Um, wasn't there something that I sent you? Um, let me look. I gotta. I mean, the only stuff I have from you is, um, you sent me something from NWA about Slammiversary. You sent me Bob Euchre bobblehead. Oh, oh. Uh, I sent you that Roman Reigns thing. Oh, yeah, about the, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, Roman Reigns, I guess, on, on, on Friday night said that John Cena is, is the same. It's always it's like missionary position every single night. <laughs> Roman Reigns. What do you think about that? I know we are touch um, base on this, but I don't know. It's kind of funny. It surprises me though that WWE let him say that. So, um, yeah, I don't know. It's funny. They got to try to get ratings somehow. Yeah, I guess so. So, um, another quick thing is on uh, Conrad Thompson. 
Um, he's got this new series uh, that's on ad free or something. Um, let me see. It's like adfree.com. Okay. Uh, adfreeshows.com. Um, so that's a paid thing. Um, but he has, uh, on there, uh, a title chase. Uh, and I guess what the show is, um, is just, he's a belt collector. He's got, I don't know how many belts in his collection, but he's got like all ring belts and whatnot. And he, um, I guess he's talking about them and whatnot. So he's got a picture here that he posted on social media of the NWA world title. Okay. The, the NWA tag team title, I should say. I'm sorry. And then he has the AWA, two AWA titles. Okay. I think. One of the the original AWA wrestling titles, I think. Or that may, that might have been Georgia. I'm not sure. Titles that he probably shouldn't have. That I think uh, Hawk and Animal had. So he must have gave somebody some money. But, yeah. I think it's just going about talking about titles and how... Um, Breaking down each one, like who made them, like who the powerhouses that had them and whatnot. Um, so it sounds like a pretty good series. Um, I wish I could watch it, but it's on a paid subscription that I'm not going to pay for. <laughs> so, yeah. Okay, yeah, we'll keep an eye out for that. Maybe it'll come to something else so we can catch it. Yeah, maybe you can. Maybe we can uh, find it like on YouTube or something. Um, yeah, in uh, after a little while or something, maybe somebody will post them on YouTube. Yeah, so. for sure. Alrighty. Well, you have a, a match of the week. Match of the week. Match of the week. Um. You know, I didn't really see that much wrestling. So, um, I mean, the only match that sticks out to me is the Jericho-Sean Spears match. Okay. Because um, that's the only one that I remember for the week. <laughs> Sad <laughs> to say. Um, so, yeah, I'll just say Jericho, and I'm sure that... Uh, Jericho, Sean Spears, I'm sure that um, uh, the match against uh, Lance Archer and uh, uh, John Moxley was probably pretty good, too. Yeah. Um, what I know. Let's, let's see. Um, I know this was from last week's Dynamite, but... Um, 
I think that um, John Moxley had a pretty good match last week too against um, shoot who did he wrestle at the beginning of the show oh well whatever I don't remember but remember we gotta we gotta remember to take our Kinko by Loba yeah I know but yeah, no, it's been pretty good lately, wrestling that is. Uh, so I'm more intrigued with uh, storylines right now than uh, single matches. So be interesting to see where things go from here. Yeah, sure will. Well, so. I guess send them out. All right, well, remember to stay safe out there, guys. Wear a mask if you need to. Watch your distance from people that are coughing and hacking up along. You never know what they might have. And uh, wash your hands because uh, germs are dangerous. Yeah. Yeah. So. Alrighty. So. Well, all right. That was a good episode in the books, number forty. So, yeah. Um. Watch out for next week. Uh, I think we might have uh, my special episode drop next week. Um, with my, with my dad, I think we'll, uh, we'll, we'll release that little brief interview with my dad. So watch, watch it, watch out for that, uh, coming up here. So, all right, well, we're out. All right. Later. If you want to get in touch with us, you can reach us by email. Our email is hot tag podcast 2020 at gmail.com. Follow us on Twitter at BeerCityBoys1. That's the number one, not spelled out. Beer City Boys 1. Hot tag out.